Hey, it's Katie. Welcome to the people part. This is where we're talking about all the people that we get to mentor, that we get to shepherd, the people who are important in our life and our business, because business is never just about the transactions. It's never about the money that I make. I mean, that is a piece of it, but that's not the main piece. The main piece is the people behind the transactions. If there were no people, there would be no business. If there were no people, then this would have no reason. The whole reason we're in business is to be able to impact people through the transformation that God has allowed us to have and give to the world. And so as we're thinking about these people, there is a couple of special considerations that I want to put before you. And that comes in the term of mentoring. But the reason that we have the why behind the ACT on this particular handout is that you have to be doing for yourself first. An empty bucket cannot fill into other buckets. An empty bucket doesn't overflow. An empty bucket can only receive. And when you are in a place of emptiness, you need to be filled into. And this is why in order for us to continue to overflow into others, we as coaches, as leaders, as CEOs need to surround ourselves with people who can pour into us as well. We're always being called on to give out to others. That is part of who we are. That is part of servant leadership. That is part of showing and showing up and doing what we were called to do in the world. However, we also need to be cognizant of the fact that we need to be poured into as well, that we need to be sure that we're we're being taken care of in our needs so that we can play at our best and be able to do what we've been called to do. And so when we look at the ACT, the actions of mentoring our people, we are looking at how do I mentor the three different people in my business? And as a CEO, you have an audience, which is the A, you have clients, which is the C, and you have team, which is the T. And so mentors act. Mentors take action. Mentors mentor their audience, they mentor their clients, and they mentor their team. And so if you are taking notes on that handout, you'll want to jot down things as we go through here. But I want to bring this back to biblical principles here again, because many of you have grown up like I did in a religious culture that taught it was Jesus first, others next, yourself last. And I want to submit to you that, and I want to show you through scripture why I think that we got those last two reversed. Because if you look at Matthew chapter 22, and you look at the verses 36, 37, uh, 38, 39, there at the end of the chapter, the Pharisees are coming to Jesus and they're questioning Jesus. And they're actually trying to catch him in something that he is saying wrong. And he is very aware of this. And he's very aware of what he's saying. And he would not have misspoken here. And so I want you to listen to what this says. Listen as if it's the first time you've ever heard this and let the word speak truth to your heart. They said, Master, what is the greatest commandment of the law? Matthew 22, starting in verse 36. Jesus said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind, for this is the first great commandment. But then he says, the second one is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor the same way you do yourself. Love your neighbor the, as much as you love yourself. And I'm not preaching self-love in the selfish, egotistical way here, because first off, we're to love our God. And I believe if we're loving our God with a full heart, the way that he says to love him, then that rules out the selfishness. It is so hard to be selfish and to be prideful and to be arrogant and all consuming about yourself when you're walking in a true relationship and loving your God. But when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, he is indicating that you must love yourself. You've got to take care of you if you're going to have the same care for 
your for the people in your life. If you're going to love others as you love yourself, you've got to take as good a care of them as you take care of you. And if a lot of us take way better care of others than we do of ourselves, and that's why we get burnt out. That's why we get to those hard places in our life when we have no one to reach out to when we're hurting or we're stuck or we're in pain because we have not put time into treating ourselves with the same care that we treat to others. So love God, number one, love yourself, take care of yourself so that you've got it in you to pour out into the others in your life. And so that command reaches into our business. It reaches into the way that we love on our clients. It reaches into the kindness with which you or your team respond to social media comments. Um, this is your audience piece. It, it goes into your customer service. It goes into not being frustrated when you're answering those social media comments or when you're answering the emails. It goes into speaking the truth with kindness, no matter who it is that you're talking to. It goes into answering judgments with kindness. It goes into showing the love of Christ to the, if I'm walking with God, if I'm loving him, then the love that comes from him is going to flow through me to my audience. And I'm going to mentor them. I'm going to, to let them see Jesus in me. I'm going to show them the love of God that they may not see from anyone else in the world. How do I do that in my business? It's going to look different for you than it does for me, than it does for the next person, because God has called each of us to different ways. Even if you do the same thing as other people, you do it in a different way. How are you different in the way that you mentor your audience? What are the lessons that you're teaching along with the service you provide? What are the things that are going to impact them forever, whether or not they purchase from you? Those are the kinds of things that we want to consider. And you may need to just turn off the video and stop and pray or think about this for a little bit. How could we do a better job of mentoring our audience, of having an impact for them? For the kingdom. Then number two is your clients. And we've talked about this a lot in terms of your, your Vaso offer. If you didn't see that, go back and watch that session. Uh, we talked about this a lot in turning them into raving fans and knowing our right fit person, our right fit client, and what a gift that that is. But when you mentor your clients, how are you impacting them for Christ? I believe that mentorship is not something that you claim to be. I believe it is something that is earned. It is a title that is bestowed upon you. I can claim to be a coach but only someone else can call me a mentor. I can desire to be a mentor, but I really feel like the term mentorship is it comes with a certain amount of respect that must be earned. I think somebody needs to see you as a mentor and call you that. It's not something that you claim to be or force upon other people. And I don't believe that you sell mentorship either. I believe that that is something that comes from a, a relationship of mutual trust uh, and, and is earned. And so as you mentor your clients, how are you going to leave them better? At the end of this, that should be the goal of every conversation is, Lord, what is my responsibility in this interaction? What's my responsibility in this conversation? How can I leave them better for having spent this time with me in this class or in this coaching call or in the Facebook community today? If they're going to take five minutes to come into the Facebook group and participate, how can I make sure that it's worth it for them, that they can get something that is encouraging, challenging, equipping, inspiring in some way that's going to make them a better person for having spent those minutes with us? Because I know that minutes is the resource I never get back. I cannot recreate more minutes in anyone's life, least of all mine. How do I make this impactful in this time that I have to engage? And then with your team. And it's it's last here just because of the ACT acronym, but perhaps it should be first. Maybe your team should be first before even your audience or your clients, because your team becomes the extension of yourself. 
Uh, it's not always Katie engaging on social media. Sometimes it's my team interacting on my behalf. It's not always me answering every email like it was back at the beginning because God has blessed us to be able to grow to the point that I don't have to do all of those things now. I can focus on the teaching and the vision, the marketing planning and things that are bigger, bigger impactful for the time with this. And I entrust my people to be able to do those activities on my behalf to, to converse and to communicate and to bless on my behalf. I have to mentor my team. They don't just come in and get to do whatever they think is best. They come in and they get taught people like us do things like this. This is the culture that we have within our team that then we want to extend within our community and to our audience and to the other people that we're able to reach through our marketing. And so when you're mentoring your team, you are really teaching culture. You can hire for culture. That's the most important. Skills can be taught, but culture is most important. And so if you can find people that are like-minded, that have the similar core values, that believe in the mission, that believe in the cause, that can really get excited about what they see God doing through your business, that's the kind of team you want. And you want to mentor them to be their best person. Someone who is happy at work is going to do better work. Someone who is, who is content in what God has called them to do is going to be an amazing worker. Someone who is joy-filled is going to pour that joy out where they are. And so you helping your people be the best that they can be with their gifts and talents is super important to the overall well workings of your team as a whole, because those people are going to be better team players when they are better people. And so looking at what mentorship looks like for you based on the size of your team and the amount of time each of them is putting in, how much time you actually work together versus work, uh, everyone, you know, expanded in their own locations, all of that ha has to come into play. You have to make decisions based on how much interaction there is and in, in all of that, how much they're open to the mentoring as well. But I think it's something important to do and to recognize that mentoring doesn't always mean I'm coaching or counseling. Mentoring sometimes just means being a really good example. Mentoring oftentimes is just being authentic and being transparent with my team and letting them know how things are working, trusting them on the back end. And obviously, you know, there are different ramifications in terms of access to certain kinds of information for different kinds of team players. I'm not talking about just complete and open, um, you're not caring who knows what kind of sensitive information and things like that. But I am talking about uh, being a transparent leader, being an authentic leader with them and uh, allowing God to really work through you as an example of what it looks like to care for your team, to pray for your business, to pray for your team, to trust God in different steps in your growth, to care for team members and care for the things that are important to them as well. And so that looks different for everyone. If you've got specific questions, we welcome those. Feel free to leave them in the comments below or message our team. We're happy to, to go deeper where it's necessary with you, but we wanted to give you an overview of, the, of that for you and just give you some time to be able to ask the Holy Spirit what this would look like for my team. If I were more of a mentor to my audience, if I were more of a mentor to my clients, or if I have more of a mentor to my team members, what would that look like? What would it take for me to have the relationship with them that made them refer to me as a mentor without me having demanded that title? That's what we're going for here because as God works in you, that's going to overflow into those that you impact and your audience, your clients, and your team 
are a part of that legacy that you will leave behind you.